Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick time out from the podcast to let you know about a new page that we've had developed for a couple of months now. It's the Elite Marks Fantasy Wrestling page. Now I know what you're thinking. What is this, some kind of Dungeons and Dragons shit? Absolutely not. This is straight up Pick'em's, almost like a DraftKings. Now, of course, we, we get quite into it. There are promos here and there. And you do get extra points for promos. But mainly it is nothing but pick them. Straight up pick them like you would football or baseball or any other sport. So check out the Elite Marks Fantasy Wrestling page where we give away prizes, cash, and of course we've got title belts. So check us out, Elite Marks Fantasy Wrestling. podcast this week. Of course, we've got Zach in the house and myself, Trey Davis, and the editor and creator of the Georgia Indie Report, Mr. Rodney West. How are you doing tonight, Rodney? It's great. Oh, I can barely hear you, Rodney. Can you speak up just a little bit? I'm doing good, Trey. Okay. All righty. All right, guys. How are you doing tonight, Zach? I'm hanging in there, brother. Awesome, awesome. Uh, of course, we got a, some good feedback last week. I've got some uh, stuff falling down on my desk. Um, we had some good feedback last week, as I was saying. Um, of course, we got into a little bit of a debate, Rodney West, with um, the Zach Ryder, or um, what is he going by now? Can somebody help me out? Matt something. Matt Cordona. Uh, Matt Cordona. I can't really think Matt Cordona. Matt Cordona. Okay. Um, and Orange Cassidy. Uh, it turned into somewhat of a debate in the group chat on who drew more money or who had the uh, bigger fan base. Uh, Zach, uh, do you want to weigh in on this? Because we didn't really get your opinion in the uh, group chat. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Well, who's who's more marketable? Who has the bigger fan base, Orange Cassidy or um, the artist formerly known as Zack Ryder? Man, I would say those guys are pretty much even. I mean, Orange Cassidy seems to be uh, blowing up in the AEW world, but you know, Zack Ryder's kind of been a uh, trailblazer for a while as far as his fan following with YouTube and his toy show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, it's awesome. I, well, I think Zach's fan base fell off just a little bit um, from when he was, uh, um, uh, I don't know, say about, what is it, hell now, I guess five or six years ago, um, he was kind of blowing up and doing his own thing. WWE had gave him a push um, briefly, and then he just kind of went back to jobber status. I think he... He randomly won that Intercontinental title at Mania, lost it the next night uh, to The Miz. Uh, Ronnie, you know, you felt that, you felt that Ryder had a way bigger fan base, and you, you backed it up with a few facts. So uh, go ahead and give us your, uh, your point of view on it. Yeah, I mean, Zack Ryder was the third most followed uh, person on Twitter than WWE at the time um, uh, his push, and that was in 2011. So it was nine years ago. So it's kind of hard to compare the numbers now to then. But he, he's at 2.2 million Twitter followers. Uh, Orange Cassidy's only at 115,000 Twitter followers. So there's no comparison in in the Twitter numbers. And it's really hard to compare anything else to get actual numbers. But the numbers that you can find, Zach Ryder's has a huge following in the Orange Cassidy started. Hmm. What in the I'm hell are you doing, Zach? Are you, you getting down on some Red Dead? 
I don't know. Maybe it's going somewhere. What do you guys think, Zach? We'll start out with you. Man, maybe they're going to try to reintroduce a, a repackaged wrestler or add some paint to somebody and like a savage gimmick. I don't know. Maybe they'll bring back Tom Poe from Bloodsport. <laughs> Let's get uh, John Claude Van Damme and, and Rob Van Damme as a tag team in there, and they're just beating jobbers up left and right. <laughs> Yeah. It had such a blood sport type feel to to me, or I mean, like a fight club, I guess, in a way. Uh, I it's thought it was leg. the shit, man. I thought it was the shit. Yeah, man. I know I you did. I didn't really think anything about it. I mean, Brock Lesnar came out there and mopped the floor of any of those guys, and I mean, you know, Bobby Lashley did the same. I just, I mean, how are you going to build up fake pit fighters? I mean, that kind of. It's well, just, I think it was more of a way to get the hater club over as a, uh, a, a you know, a force to be reckoned with, a, a strong faction. They just came in there and just beat the shit out of everybody, basically. Uh, Rodney, what did you think of Raw Underground? Uh, I was kind of disappointed until you mentioned, like, the Hurt Club showed up and destroyed everybody. And, like, I thought it right. was interesting. Um, I'm also very curious about the new faction uh, that they briefly showed on Raw and then they that debuted on SmackDown. Uh, I think it's called Retaliation. Uh, there's like five of them, but they're kind of smaller. So at first I thought it might be, um, uh, I don't know, the... Um, what's the undisputed? Uh, yeah, I under- thought it might be Undisputed, but there's five of them. So if they... If it, it's undisputed they've added another member, and I'm not, I don't know. I've heard a lot of different rumors about who it might be, but I'd like to see if they tie uh, retaliation into Raw Underground this coming Monday. Yeah, that would be pretty neat, I guess. It seems like Vance is trying to tap into like uh, what's going on in the world today with the rioters and the looters. I just, yeah, the uh, uh, retaliation is supposed to be like an Antifa type group. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does I seem like that way. I like to see where it goes with that. Spray painting thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was, uh, I, I loved it. So I, I, I can't wait to see what they do next for that group. Yeah, I'm so pretty interested to see what happens next. Come um, out and meet up the uh, number one star. Hmm. It's, it had a, a Nexus type feel to it a little bit, uh, to me. I like Nexus. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it had legs, man. I thought they cut that that storyline uh, way too short. Yeah. Um, all right, look. Yeah. Oh boy. Feed me more. All right, let's talk about SummerSlam. We've got SummerSlam coming up. Really, really uh, soon. I think it's next Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. And let's talk about some of our favorite SummerSlam matches. I've got a, quite a few matches wrote down here. Zach, what's some of your favorite SummerSlam memories and matches, man? The number one SummerSlam match that comes to mind to me when you mention SummerSlam would probably be Warrior Savage and... Probably uh, Bret Hart and Perfect. Those were two memorable matches for me. So Right. So Warrior and Savage from SummerSlam 92, and then um, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect from 91. Both classic matches. Great. And what else you Great got? storytelling. Um, yeah. yeah. There, was a, there, was a, there was another uh, Bulldog-Bret Hart match. Wasn't, wasn't that something? Right, that was from 92. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one I have wrote down for sure. That was, uh, a, that was uh, the one that drew the huge crowd at uh, Wembley Stadium. And Davey's wife is there in the Daniel Boone outfit. <laughs> oh, man, a kill shot to Diana Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. We're going to bring up SummerSlam memories and matches, and you don't have anything Hogan-related? Come on now, fish that up. I, uh, I know you got some Hogan stuff. Uh, 
Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick, quick break from the podcast to let you know about a podcast that I find very interesting. It's called the Snap Customs Podcast. Check these guys out. Wes and Darnell do an absolute great job on the subjects they try to tackle. Like uh, the Hall of Fame was a previous episode. But please guys, check these guys out and uh, help grow the Snap Customs Podcast and that'll in turn help us out as well. Thanks, guys. That was a disaster. That was. Uh, he had his. Uh, he had Brutus well, Beefcake in his corner. Yeah, well, Hogan. I mean, Hogan and uh, Savage and Beefcake. They all had to carry the match. Zeus just kind of went in there and hit you in the neck, and that was about it. But, um, so Beefcake was carrying the match, or was he carrying Hogan's weed? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he giving him haircuts on the side. Yeah, he could actually uh, be a little entertaining on the side, but I don't know, man. Yeah, he knew how to work up a crowd. I would say he was pretty over uh, in the late 80s. Yeah, or Hogan and uh, Randy Orton. That was another great one. You know, when uh, yeah, I forgot, that was, was kind like, of during the time when I wasn't watching wrestling when I quit watching for a couple of years, but went back and watched wow. that. That was a good one. Uh, there's uh, Shawn Michaels Hogan. Yeah, Shawn Michaels and Hogan. Uh, some would say was a terrible match, and then some would say they they liked the overselling of uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, Shawn trying to sabotage the match. Uh, Rodney, uh, what are some of your favorite SummerSlam memories, man? Well, you can't forget about Mega Powers Mega Bucks for SummerSlam. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, oh yeah, the handshake. Um, I know, uh, Sean and Razor had a, I think a ladder match at one of the SummerSlams. That was was great, that's all the show, because that was the year that we had, uh, Diesel versus Mabel. That was fucking terrible. Why is this figure so expensive? Why is what? Mabel's figure seems to be uh, drawing some major money. And I've seen that one. Wow, the rare, the, I like the Bobby the Brain Heenan one they just came oh. out with with a weasel suit. Yeah. Dude, you know what a guy yeah, was selling Mr. T? Mr. T for the uh, Elite Edition, Mr. T. $475 he sold it for today. What a freaking ripoff. Man. Maybe the Mabel figure is the rare third member of the MWO figure. <laughs> yeah. Bischoff denies that one. I would have to... <laughs> what a fucking disappointment that would have been. Not to get off the subject too much, but... Uh, and the third member... Mabel! Terrible. Yeah, I think the boot period of the mid-90s would have been killed over that one one difference. Yeah, that would have killed the NWO angle right there. Um, killed every. Okay. Well, some of my matches, I'm just going to list off real quick. Uh, British Bulldog, Bret Hart uh, from SummerSlam 92. Uh, of course, the Bret Hart-Mr. Perfect match was mentioned from 91 from Zach Bell. That was a good one. You can't forget about the Daniel Bryant uh, yes movement when he finally uh, realized his dream, defeated John Cena, and then Orton had cashed in on him after uh, Triple H uh, turned on him as well. That was a good memory. Um, trying to think here. Uh, I, I knew I had a couple more in my head. Wasn't there uh, a, okay, a so- of wasn't there a match with Hacksaw Jim Duggan painted his face? Was that SummerSlam a demolition? I think that might have been Survivor. Well, it may have been SummerSlam. I don't remember. But Bret Hart versus Undertaker at 97 SummerSlam where the oh, Shawn yeah. Michaels is special guest referee. Also a, a, a great SummerSlam. Uh, Stone Cold and Undertaker, that was built up really, really well in 98. Uh, great match up there. You had Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. Uh, well, now a number of years back, I guess seven or eight years back, uh, that was a good, that was a return match from WrestleMania where Sean ended up getting the win and the super kick when, uh, uh, as uh, Kurt Angle was coming off the top rope, I believe. But yeah, all great. Now I'm telling you, SummerSlam, overall, 
may have had better matches than WrestleMania overall. WrestleMania's got all the hype and everything, but I don't know. There's some uh, there's some great WrestleMania matches in there. There's some real stinkers in there too. Let's let's not forget about Lex Luthor, Luger. I'm sorry, and uh, Yokozuna uh, from SummerSlam '93. That was a that was shitty. That count out victory from Luger and uh, Mabel. That was from Mania, was it not? Yeah, that was from Mania, where the, they had the multiple doinks. That was actually kind of cool. Um, <laughs> doink, I think he fought Brett at one of the Summer Slams, I want to say, um, for for Jerry Lawler. I don't know. Something like that. Um, yeah, those, those, Mabel and Diesel was a real shitty-ass main event. Oh, Brett and Owen uh, in 94, that cage match was really good, but the main event that evening was The Undertaker versus The Underfaker not so well uh, received. <laughs> that was not a good summer slam. So, what are you guys yeah, looking forward to? Oh, go ahead. Man, that's what I'm saying. We had You had all that nostalgia and all that greatness and uh, we just talked about, man. And I used to get so pumped so maybe three times a year, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and SummerSlam. And it's yeah. been complete. It's been just a nightmare. I know the COVID thing has really hindered everything, starting with Mania. But, yeah. I mean, how long is this going to last, man? I mean, have y'all thought about the longevity of this COVID and wrestling? Because if you haven't noticed, they're not bringing back really big names. And I kind of starting to miss Roman Reigns, and I thought I'd never say that. Man, I definitely miss brains. Uh, just the yeah, the big name value. I know what you're saying. Um, you know, I don't supposed know. To bring it back repackaged though. I mean, he's still gonna be running brains, brains of course. Yeah, I was reading yeah. about it. it was, I mean, it's a rumor, but talking about ditching the shield gear and you know making him, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they'll put him in some ties or something. The hell, I don't know. But three dorks. They're gonna. He can wear some dorks. They're going, to, they're going to repackage is what I was reading about. All right, Rodney, what are you looking forward to for SummerSlam this year? I have no idea, uh, honestly. Like, I, I've been saying, you know, I watch it every week, but I guess maybe like what they do with The Fiend and, and Ron Strowman. Uh, maybe have a match time and... and maybe see the fiend come out on top and get the title back. Um, I guess that's the one thing I'd look forward to the most. Yeah, yeah I'm looking up and down. I was just going to say, I was looking up and down this roster, and I don't see a lot of, like, super intriguing matchups. You know, I feel like, for some reason, I feel like the fiend and, and Drew McIntyre is kind of intriguing down the line a little bit. Um, I don't know how you get there. I guess R- just R- you like uh, Drew McIntyre, man? Uh, I don't dislike him. Uh, I, I've not been very impressed with his title run so far, but I think that's just due to no no fans being in attendance. I think he would really do a lot better with a crowd. Uh, yeah, I guess we got to give him a fair shake. He's just super vanilla to me. He's not a midget, but he's, he's just kind of stale. Oh, man. All right. Um, who's Dolph Ziggler at, at SummerSlam? No, oh, who gives a shit? They've buried <laughs> him so bad. Right? It's hard to fucking. It's hard. It's hard to take him seriously. I mean, he gets in the big main events, but I mean, they give him. They give him no push whatsoever. I think he got the WCW. Before we move, before we move on to our next segment, uh, has anybody heard about this Marty Jannetty situation? Uh, I just briefly saw the uh, headline, and I don't really know what's going on, but supposedly he's killed somebody and hid the body somewhere, or that he's made somebody disappear. Has anybody heard anything about this? And yeah, does this involve the Marty Party? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I heard he was going to get ash raised <laughs> at an early age, and um, I guess he took that pedo down. I don't know, man. I mean... Marty Jannetty's a train wreck. I mean, maybe he's just trying to get relevant. But I yeah, can see the uh, dark side of the ring doing uh, Marty Jannetty. Yeah, I could definitely see that uh, uh, at some point. 
Um, Rodney, what do you what do you think about uh, Marty Shinetti? It seems like once a year he does he says something to try to get attention. So I just think seriously uh, to trying to be relevant. No, we can barely hear you, Rodney. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I think he's just trying to be relevant. He does this once a year just to get attention. <laughs> but what if okay what if the roles were reversed and Marty uh, Marty's here <laughs> and Marty turned on Sean and had the whole uh, roles reversed could he have done something well in hindsight that might be alright with, with Marty playing the heel and Sean being the face but <laughs> I'm glad that it went down the way it did. Yeah, I don't think Marty has what Sean has. Sean just had something else. I mean, <laughs> according to you and Nick, it was uh, an attraction with Pat Patterson, but, you know, we don't have to bring that up. <laughs> something, something that went down through showers or something. No, oh my God. No, the, Sean, if you really want the gold, you know what you've got to do. Yeah. My best Pat Pat. <laughs> Bending over, dabbing his, dabbing his butt off with a towel, something like that. Uh, he was yeah, whips out the baby powder. He <laughs> <laughs> got the gold, though. Oh, man. No, Sean's, to me, Sean's the most talented professional wrestler maybe ever uh i do think he was a dick back in the 90s which i don't know it kind of hindered my uh overall um opinion of sean almost in a way like I, I i legit marked out like i just i couldn't stand the guy when i was younger i really just hated him even when he was in face like i couldn't stand him yeah that's the funny thing brett well, yeah, even before then. Um, all right, let's pause for a segment since you've been gone. By the names, by the likes of Nyla Rose. A very, very hot topic in professional wrestling. Nyla Rose is a transgender woman. Um, making this a unique situation that she is in the women's division. Automatically just attracts all kinds of heat. So I kind of like that about it. But Zach, you've got strong opinions on this. And let's get your opinions on Nyla Rose. I can't stand to look at her. I mean, well, as soon as I see her on TV, I change it. I mean, it's going to do no good. Um, I mean, it's just a, you know, I'm going to stay PG these days, but uh, it's just a fat uh, man. And I, I know that. And, and number one, it's not fair if, you know, we're talking kayfabe, but, I mean, I just don't know how you take that serious. I mean, it's it's, it's really a horrible example for kids that are impressionable. And I just think that it has, I mean, it has no place in my wrestling world. I mean, you've had your Adrian Adonis's and George's George's and, you know, Martell's. But, you know, those guys <laughs> made you kind of question, you know, if they were Rick actually Martell queer. Rick didn't dress up as a <laughs> – why did you point out Rick Martell? Because they were all questionably <laughs> queer. <laughs> well, he's a model, man. He gets all kinds of women. I don't think yeah, that I was, was they were I cool. thought he was. I thought he was queer. Oh, my God. All right. Rodney, what uh, what are your your opinions on Nyla Rose? You've you've kind of briefly 
you know, put a, put your opinions out there on the Elite Marks page a little bit. But uh, tell us what your thoughts are on um, on Nyla Rose. I mean, I can get over the the transsexual thing. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely a new time in wrestling now. My problem is she can't wrestle. She's horrible. <laughs> If she could wrestle, I would probably give her a pass. It's not a shame. Well, I, and like we can argue that all day long, and I, I don't know. I'm like, come on your side, but like I said, he takes that out of the, out of the equation, and she's just bad. <laughs> and maybe there'll be a wardrobe malfunction one day. On testicles pop out think of the side. Of, uh, oh boy! <laughs> My God. Wouldn't that be a, a, a cool finish is like, you know, you, this Nyla Rose, this, you know, formerly man, just beating the crap out of uh, one of their many Japanese women that have the same fucking gimmick. That's a different subject for a different time. Um, and just beating the shit out of her. And then she just reaches up there and just, I mean, kicks Nyla Rose right in the... Uh, the private area, which I don't know if Nyla Rose has gotten the operation, so I guess that wouldn't work. But that would, that could be uh, that could be a funny kind of cool uh, <laughs> ending to a match. Or get a, uh, nice get a pool, an get equalizer. A pool of mud. Yeah, get get a pool full of mud and bring in Austin Kong and bikinis. Let them settle it. Why not just uh, go ahead and do some AEW humor? Bring in uh, Joey Ryan. He'll grab that thing, play some jump rope with some. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd be done at that point. Jim Cornette would just fall over dead. Yeah. God damn it, I can't stand it anymore. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so that's. Uh, so uh, since you've been gone, you haven't really you haven't really dug the whole Nyla Rose, um, uh, I guess, rise in AEW. No, man. I, I mean, I knew before she was even a, announced that she was a dude that she was a dude when I seen her wrestle. I said, "That's a man." Got like kissed like makeup from like the nineties when they quit wearing the white face paint and like the lead singer just had the eye, his eyes done. Yeah, that's what she <laughs> that's what she wanted. Uh, all right, let's talk her. about let's move on from this subject. And let's go on to what wrestling figures are you hunting down these days, Mr. Bale? What's hot? Man. Man, I've got a uh, storage unit now that uh, I'm going to put all my stuff in because I really don't have space up here in this apartment in Hickson for uh, my collection. So it's still all stored at Mom's. But uh, I've bought a uh, the John Cena WrestleMania uh, heel turn against Elias when he had, like, the gray New York shirt on. Uh, mm-hmm. got the Bray Wyatt. I got Stone Cold white knee braces heel. Um, mm-hmm. We got a gen- we got a generic rock. I just bought it for nostalgia and bought a couple of those Masters Universe. <clears throat> but man, I'm really uh, oh yeah, I got that Rick Rude last week. It was pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, some of those elites are just so detailed. Oh man, they're 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 so expensive though. I mean, they are man, and that's why 25, and I held that nostalgia. Well, I hold that nostalgia for that old Hasbro um, uh, style, the uh, retro figures or whatever, and they're not so bad. I mean, some of them are worth a lot of money. The Brock I have is is supposedly worth some money. It's worth sixty or seventy bucks. Um, <clears throat> Ronnie, we know you're not into this, but what did you kind of grow up on, man? I know that at some point you had some figures. Oh, I had a ton of the early 90 Hasbro figures. Um, yeah, same here. I had, I probably had like 40 to 50, uh, and then my first wife sold them in a yard sale one time. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh I'd no. Love, I'd love to see that collection. Yeah, I, I, I had I a massive collection. 
Well, I had a massive yeah. collection. I sold them at the flea market. I remember Bell telling me not to do that. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing, man? No. Yeah. I just remember walking in. I had all the original 12 WCW figures from, like, the late... Oh, the that's Galoon. what I'm trying to collect. The Galoon. Yeah, that's him. Well, I have... I am missing Barry Wyndham, uh, Butch Reed. Oh, man. And then there's some UKs that came out that are real, really rare, like Elegante, Dustin Rhodes, uh, the Freebirds, and the Free different Bird. versions of Steve. Yeah, the Freebirds. Look it up, man. The UK version. Well, I want the They're thing worth that a ton of money. Anything about the Freebirds? I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I wonder if it's the Rebel flag or. I mean, oh, that they were pretty be, yeah. big. Very politically correct these days. They were pretty, uh, pretty big. But yeah, they were. Got, they were uh, hot in the eighties. Uh, yeah, you got Miranda Gordy, you know, Gordy. trying to do the gimmick now. Um, we'll see how it Who? works out for her. Miranda Gordy. She's like wrestling. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was a big uh, Terry Gordy fan, man. Now, I grew up with him teaming up. When I first started watching wrestling, or around the time I did, uh, he was teaming up with Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and they were big over in Japan. Came back over to uh, WCW and feuded with the Steiners. Loved that feud. Oh, Two yeah. were freaking unstoppable. I got a chance to work with Ray Gordy in uh, Rome for NAWA in the early 2000s. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, wait, let's uh, briefly, while you got you on the podcast, let's talk about your relationship uh, with uh, Turnbuckle. Uh, what was it, Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling? Yeah, Dusty's outfit in the early 2000s. That's so, oh, so cool. right. Yeah. I was kind of the assistant to his assistant. Uh, his assistant was uh, Susan Meek. Um, I, I went to a show in 2002 um, in Hogansville, Georgia, and uh, I was very impressed. So I started asking them about what they were doing to uh, market their shows and why they weren't running closer to Marietta near their home base. And um, one thing led to another, and I started getting them. Uh, they had a show run in Rome. So I knew Kevin Daniels, the program director of South Florida 7. So I, I lined up some uh, interviews with Dusty and Kevin. They gave away free tickets. So then I started going to the show, helping them out any way I could. I came up with a, a, a AM talk show where I interviewed Dusty and some of the other CCW wrestlers. And I just developed a relationship with them for about a year or two until he stopped running go to work for WWE, and then that's when Susan introduced me to Phil Hefner in the NAWA, and then I just kind of started working with them, becoming their commissioner, uh, doing some ring announcer for them. And even taking a bump. Oh, yeah, I took some bumps as commissioner of the NAWA. Uh, The centerfold... Oh, yeah, well, the centerfold played me out... um, Phil Hefner hit me with a briefcase, and then um, Rick Michaels, who's a legend in Georgia, uh, knocked me out one time in the ring. Um, it was my own fault. Long, long story. It goes, it goes with that. But uh, So, yeah, I, I took a few bumps. Hmm. <clears throat> That's pretty interesting. We need to do a whole podcast on that and kind of the... Uh, uh, the start of that and, and kind of the finish and everything and some of the guys that came through there because didn't you say you you were the ring announcer for Xavier or at the time um, what was he, what was he going by um, uh, Austin Creed I think at the time uh, Austin Creed yeah now Xavier of New Day yeah um, I ring announced for him once up at Southern All Star Wrestling in um, Tryon Georgia. Oh, okay. So that wasn't even Turnbuckle. That's but that's still pretty cool because Turnbuckle, I guess, was uh, a little bit before uh, Xavier's time. Anyways, it was uh, yeah, early two thousand. I didn't get to do any ring announcing for Dusty. Um, I pretty much, like I said, I, I ran music. I did concession stands. I helped take down chairs and the ring and stuff. But I never got to do any ring announcing for Dusty. 
Uh, still pretty cool, though. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, let's talk about uh, what books uh, you were going to recommend this week there, Zach Bell. Let's see here. Man, you put me on the spot on that one. Um, I just got finished reading The Trigger. It's not really wrestling, but uh, let's see here. I read the... Uh, the Triumph, the Heartbreak, and the Lex Luger story. I read the Hulk Hogan autobiography, which was actually pretty good. It was really, it was a, probably the most colorful book. Um, we kind of stopped right. around. Colorful stopped meaning, meaning like lots of lies? Like, you know, but no, like, <laughs> I mean, I could just visualize all the stuff that was happening with all the wrestlers, and it was all mainstream guys, and it was just a, it was just a pretty cool book. I mean, I think he probably embellished a lot of it, but um, yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it was it stopped right right before the whole thing with uh, his son having the car wreck. I don't know that was mentioned or the divorce, um, but um, that was a pretty decent book too. I read the uh, the uh, Bruiser Brody hardback called uh, Brody, which was pretty good too. Just you know, the guy uh, kind of had a you know, there's two sides of whether people feel about him. I mean, he was kind of a shakedown artist. And on the other hand, I said he was a great guy. And, you know, uh, Harley Race had told him, um, you know, if you go over to Puerto Rico to wrestle, you know, you better change your attitude and you're not going to make it off that island. And uh, it turns out yep. that that did happen. This is the tragic events about how he was, you know, stabbed and he couldn't get in the hospital for like four hours or something due to traffic. I mean, it's just insanity. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was written by his wife. It was like his wife's point, I guess. Or and I really yeah, didn't. Point of view. You know, there was some chapters that I was like, "This is a snooze fest," but you know, I'm, it was still a decent book. But I have to think about the rest of the ones I've read. Anything related to him, I find very interesting. Uh, a guy I didn't really grow up watching, and I didn't know about until I was a little bit older, and was able to look up a lot of his stuff. Like I'd heard his name forever, and you know, heard about his his feuds with Abdullah the Butcher, but didn't really know much about the guy. And then you know, like. I'm conflicted when watching stuff about him. Like this guy seemed like such an asshole, but at the same time, you know what a what a fucking draw this guy is. And he's just Dude, he was supposed he really... to he was he was supposed to, he was being groomed to wrestle Hogan at WrestleMania. I mean, how, could you imagine that? Well, I don't think Vince wanted to mess with him too much. You know, he yeah. heard that he was a yeah. you know, pain to deal with. Yeah, and they brought in the Berserker, which is like the Wish version of. Uh, Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Rodney, yeah. what's your uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Bruiser Brody? Well, uh, what's interesting is the first week I really got into uh, wrestling outside the WWF at the time. I was watching Superstars of Wrestling, which was a show hosted by Joe Pettacino and Gordon Soley, and that was the week that uh, Bruiser Brody died. So he. He basically died the first week I got out. I got into wrestling outside the WWF at the time. Uh, okay. I don't really have a lot of thoughts about him. Yeah, everything that I've learned is, you know, when I was a little bit older, actually, and was able to look up, you know, old matches of his. Um, and and I, I, I knew a madman. Yeah, Some of the definitely. Swinging that chain, throwing chairs everywhere. Oh, man, I wish I could have with... A Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher in WCW in the early 90s. That would have been really, really awesome. Um, all right, guys, let's move on to the last topic of the show. And let's talk about what we like this week. Let's end on a positive note. Uh, first off, let's go. Let's start with our guest this week, Rodney West. Rodney, what did you like about this week in professional wrestling? It can be on any show, any anything. Oh, I like got to put me on spot. Um, I like that. My I guess my thing that I liked the most was the end of SmackDown uh, with the new group retaliation, just destroying the ring, the ring, the uh, ringside uh, crew. Uh, I don't know. It was just it has definitely piqued my interest to see what what they do next. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Um, all right, Zach. 
How about you, man? Would it be unpopular so I didn't have one? I uh, quit watching Raw as soon as they had the blonde wig on the Little Miz TV thing or whatever their new vignette <laughs> show is called. Uh, it was just a really tough week for me, man. Um, Nothing on AEW that you liked uh, in the least bit? No. No, uh, it's, it's hard to watch. I just, man, it's just not my cup of tea, man. I mean, they're going to have to bring in some, some they're going to have to bring a star in, man. They're going to have to bring somebody in that's going to generate, I don't know, I just, it's just, it just seems Bush Leagues to me, man. It's just not very entertaining. Sorry if I can All right. Um, for me, um, like Rodney had, had mentioned, I like the uh, the prospect of this new faction that's kind of destroying uh, uh, the SmackDown set and Raw. Um, so that's interesting. I'd like to see where that goes. They continue the story with Athene and Alexa Bliss. Uh, I'd like to see where they're going with that. I, don't, I think it's going in a different direction than what I originally thought. So that piques my interest a little bit. So there was, you know, there was some good stuff. AEW had some good stuff this week, and AEW had some some not so good stuff as well. Um, overall, um, trying to think of what really stood out for me. Uh, okay, the debate was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but uh, it, it was it was you know it was pretty funny. Um, Again, I don't like Orange Cassidy in this spot. Just making that clear, uh, I got I got some messages from people thinking that I, you know, I don't like Orange Cassidy at all. It's not that. I just don't like Orange Cassidy in the role that he's in. I don't mind him in a comedy spot mid card. Uh, it, it's totally fine with me. But I don't want to see him, uh, you know, feuding with the former AEW champion. I just want to see this wrapped up. I don't mind the feud. But now it's starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, are you really trying to buy into the fact that I'm going to buy a pay-per-view just to watch these guys wrestle again and Jericho beat them again? Because I, I just don't, I just don't buy him as a contender um, against uh, you, you know somebody like Jericho. No matter how they build it, no matter how you know he uh, almost beats Jericho, I just don't buy it. But you know, again, the debate, not to get off subject, the debate was was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Didn't like it. Uh, man, it's hard for me to watch, bro. I mean, I'm just used to a different. Uh, I mean, WCW, <laughs> Monday Night Wars, Golden Era, NWA. I guess I'm stuck in like the 90s. That I'm just waiting for some sort of spark. And AEW could do it, man. I mean, they got the money. It's just do it, you know. Right. I don't know. I don't know who you got to bring in. I mean, you'll never get John Cena or Randy Orton. But wouldn't that I be mean, something though if if they were to get a a Bautista or a a, a John Cena, a CM Punk, a um, you put CM Punk uh, and John Cena in AEW, and that would be yeah. I mean. The Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, in WCW. Yeah. So, somewhat. Um, yeah. Rodney, what kind of big name would you love to see in AEW? Well, I think you hit on something. Uh, CM Punk makes the most sense for their crowd, uh, for their audience. Um, and it would be such a big, um, I don't know, it would be such a big bombshell that it would definitely draw attention uh, to the product. Um, I think they need to bring in a new booker. As much as everybody that in that locker room probably hates him, Jim Cornette needs to come in and give his, uh, I don't know, needs to put his hands on the products and use his his mind to just change the entire product. They're just going in the wrong direction right now. They're going for shock value, and it's just... It's not cutting edge to me. Well, that's my problem. I don't know what direction they're going in sometimes. I think they're trying to, you know, uh, make it like a buffet where it's got several different things to choose from. And, you know, being whatever kind of fan you are of it. And I appreciate that. But, you know, at the same time, sometimes it's a little bit of the um, fly-by booking. There's the, the booking, to me, the stories don't build properly. 
sometimes. They don't connect with me, and, and I have, I've had a hard time investing in on some of the the feuds and some of the stories. At the same time, it is very refreshing and is different from WWE, and the the production quality is great. Um, you've got some great names in there. You've got some very talented guys in there. Uh, I still think the tag division, I think you two will both disagree with this. I, I do think the tag division is deep, and it is a good tag division. Um, so there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff. Eric Bischoff. Man, I would love to see uh, Eric Bischoff. See, that should be something you you uh, found positive about the debate. Is if they brought back Eric Bischoff? Man, I would love to see Eric Bischoff in some kind of role in AEW. Hell, bring back Hall and Nash and Hogan. We'll get it going again, man. Nah, those guys are over the fucking hill, man. (laughs) (laughs) One more match, brother. Yeah, here's Scott Hall as he's getting in the ring. Well, you do know that Hogan was. You know that Hogan was rumored to have been in the Andre the Giant Memorial match and win and go out on top. No, he would have shit his diapers. Put him in there at a high number and just let him block a few punches, a leg drop over the rope, leg drop over the rope, block He's the not going to be able to leg drop. Not leg drop, I'm he sorry. Can, he uh, can make me a body I'm slam, in, brother. I, no, I meant, I meant the big boot, not leg drop. No, just give me one more match, brother. One more match. Tell me, dude. All right, guys. He's not done. What? Hogan is going to go out in WWF or WWE. I'm sorry, with some sort of high note. Oh God, I can't listen to this. I can't listen to this, Rodney. Um, we got to get out of here. Uh. I want to thank Snap Customs for the shout-out on their podcast this past week. And um, I want to thank all the people who sent us some good feedback. Uh, And I want to thank our special guest, Mr. Rodney West of the Georgia Indy Report. Thank you for being on tonight, Rodney. Oh, you're welcome. uh, Hopefully you guys will have me back on again. Heck yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, definitely, dude. Uh, Yeah, we need to do a little panel and have a... Three or four people on here, or four or five people on here. Um, Zach, how do you want to close the show this week, man? I'm going to leave it uh, the way I always do, brother. And if uh, you haven't realized now that people are fake and pro wrestling is real, I don't know what to tell you. All right, boys, that's all the time we have for you this week on the Zach Attack Podcast. Join us next week. I mean, I don't know. Uh, That's a good question.